0: Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions.
1: Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss. Disgust and dissect.
0: Alright. No normal
1: mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard.
0: And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike
1: Mike and and Jeremy. We are
0: veterans of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro?
1: Doing good. Got the official word. I go back to work Monday.
0: Monday. Wow. So are we in Phase 2 or Phase 3? I lost track.
1: Phase 3 starts Monday.
0: Wow. Phase 2 was pretty quick. It was
1: like a month long.
0: Really? All these days have been a blur for me. It's like such a surreal situation happening
1: yeah my my two-month long vacation is uh it's over not that it was really a vacation
0: I hope you enjoyed it you know maybe got some chores done relaxed in the sun a little bit yeah
1: got some a uh, lot of yard work done built a playhouse
0: did you enjoy midsummer I loved it yeah so what did you do did you drink and just dance around your yard I just drank no oh, no dancing no music nope hair pie Alright, so, everyone's in isolation. I think tension has come to a super high, we'll say, and people are at their wits' end.
1: Yeah, people just, they just want to either go back to work or just go back to being normal. Everyone is
0: angry, and it's at times like this that we notice, uh, I think now we notice that people can be really, really mean.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people
0: aren't nice, man.
1: Yeah, and it's...
0: It's frustrating and it's sad.
1: Right, and and of course, they can't be mean to each other, like, to their faces, because apparently, you know, because we all have to be distant. So, like, what I see on, like, social media and stuff like that, I mean, it's insane.
0: It's a bunch of passive-aggressive people hiding behind their computer screens, typing on their typewriters, or maybe not even, I don't know, everyone's got touchpads nowadays, and... Everyone's on their devices while they're taking shits. Talking shit to the person in the next stall, but they can't say it out loud. You know, they are in their own little cubicle, in their own little world. So this week, we're talking about bullies.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was, um, and this is obviously a big, big issue nowadays, as co- even as compared to when we were in high school, or in school.
0: I think it's worse. I mean, back well, it's in the much day,
1: worse.
0: I mean, you go to school... You face your bully, sometimes you take an ass whooping, and the old saying is true, you develop a thicker skin, but we basically went home and we got to escape it. Right. Whereas now everyone's on their devices all the time, they're always on the internet, so the bullying actually never stops, and it's scary. So a bully, defined by Google via Siri, a person who habitually seeks to harm or intimidate those they perceive as vulnerable so we picked our top 10, top 10. movies that not necessarily are about bullying, but there's bullying as a key aspect. So that's how we strung this list together, and it's not the best 10, because I kind of went in different categories for this one, different types of bullying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really go into categories. I just, I just picked movies that had bullying aspects in it. Um, you know, whether it's small or large, just kind of went with, like, I thought, like, the best, obviously, the higher my list, the, the better the movie I thought it was. Right. Okay.
0: So, bullying. Here we go. My number 10, Donnie Darko.
1: I completely forgot about that movie.
0: As a lot of people do, which is unfortunate, because it's one of those movies you have to watch more than once if you forget about it. Maybe it's because you didn't get it. I didn't get it. What the fuck is with that water bubbles coming out of their <laughs> chest and they're falling them around? That's interesting. Once you like find out what it really is, it's like
1: that doesn't make any more sense. Yes. I just remember that they were Was it they were yelling at each other like across the table, like Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie, Maggie, his, sis- yeah.
0: his actual sister.
1: Yeah, I just remember laughing out loud when he called her a fuckass. Because I one one of my friends had like said that word. I'm like, that's not even like a thing. Who says that? And then I heard it. And I was like, holy shit,
0: dude! You know what's better than swearing? What? Swearing twice at once. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch nuts. Uh, hey, hey, bastard, fucker. Uh, yeah, uh, watch out, dick shit. <laughs> so I picked Donnie Darko because uh, a lot of people forget about the movie. And then forget about that this is, I believe, possibly, Seth Rogen's first role. Was he in that? Yeah, he played Ricky Danforth. He was kind of like the secondary bully. Oh, wow. So they bullied Donnie. And then the new girl comes in, moves to town, and they meet up on a corner. And Ricky's kind of like all up on her. And Seth Rogen really creepily is like behind her, touching her hair. He's like, I like your boobs. But he's constantly a dick to her. Like, at one point during class, he just calls her like, didn't you move here because your dad stabbed your mom? And then they straight up beat the shit out of Donnie Darko.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to revisit that one.
0: <laughs> it's definitely worth a revisit. you got to watch it at least twice. And knowing that Seth Rogen is, like, the goofy stoner guy that we all know him as, like, back then was a creepy asshole.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So my, t- my number 10, I went with sorority babes.
0: All right, for those at home following along, I forgot to mention that the Fans of the Dead official drinking game, we're going to come up with these rules as we go, but definitely rule number one is if we're doing a countdown and there happens to be a double, not saying that there's going to be a double, but if there's a double, you drink. Do a double. Ooh, double on a double. All right, that's rule number two. We'll come up with one later. Sorority babes in the slime ball bowl-o-rama.
1: Right, and so we have these two sorority—I don't know if they call them pledges—in yes. sororities or not.
0: Yes, this whole sorority, they have two
1: pledges. Right, so which would bring their whole sorority up to five. Big time. Big party. And so you have you have Babs, who is like the main, like the head sorority girl, gets them to break into a mall well you know, with these nerdy kids who were spying on them, you know, to steal a trophy and we all know how that went.
0: Yeah. There was different levels of bullying throughout that whole movie. But that imp, he was the worst.
1: With a really long paddle scene.
0: Yes. That was a wicked warden hazing, if I've ever seen one. Number nine. All cheerleaders die. Uh Uh-huh. Did you know they all die? At
1: some point they do.
0: I mean, everybody dies.
1: But aren't they dead inside anyway? Dude, wow, that's cold.
0: (laughs) Uh, I I have to change my number nine from all cheerleaders die to Jeremy's the bully. (laughs) What a dick. Just because you were a nerd in high school don't mean you have to hate on the pretty girls. So anyway, so it's like... uh, I don't know if it's a town of Blackfoot or they're the the Blackfoot Dogs is the football team or something like that. So the football players identify as dogs and the cheerleaders identify as bitches. Even one one girl calls them out at the beginning. Uh, you call yourself bitches and you happy about it? Yeah, bitch, I own that shit. And then she very embarrassingly white girl talks for like 30 30 seconds that goes way too far. But the whole it's it's a, high school movie where you got all the different cliques even they said it you got gods, stoners the smart girls even fat chicks (laughs) and freshmen and they talk about freshmen coming in as like fresh meat so like the guys are dicks the girls are almost worse if not worse but the biggest bully of that movie I'd have to say besides the obvious I don't want to spoil it but Terry, the captain of the football team, yo, he crosses the line very early in that movie. I
1: can't say that I've seen that one. Is that is that, like, 90s? No,
0: nah, it's fairly recent. Like, maybe 2018, 19? Huh. Maybe 17, 16. I don't know. But, like, you know, the last few years. But that's just, it's the tip of the iceberg of high school bullying.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of high school bullying, my number nine... Oh, I, thought you're ask... gonna,
0: I thought you were. Sorry, I thought you were going to go into when you got bullied in high school.
1: Honestly, I wasn't really bullied in high school. I mean, yeah, I mean, my grandfather
0: kids... shoved you into a locker. My goddamn grandfather literally shoved you into a locker in high school, and you're going to say that you weren't bullied? <laughs> See,
1: I, I don't count him. That's different.
0: Uh, that was one example, and it's like an extreme, crazy-sounding example that happens <laughs> to be factual.
1: That was crazy, though.
0: <laughs> very very strange. Okay, sorry to cut you off. You're
1: number 9. So, my number 9, I actually asked you about this last night. Um it's called Tormented. I'd seen it on a few lists, so I'm like i like I'll see if it's on Amazon Prime. So it was.
0: I had so never even heard of it.
1: To, I hadn't to be honest. I hadn't either, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was, it was a good tense movie. So, this girl I think it's Kylie. She it starts out at this party and this boy kind of brings her into another room and basically pressures her into giving him a blowjob. So somebody's filming from outside the window and it just goes viral around the school.
0: Oh you know, shit.
1: So um so yeah, and that kid had a girlfriend who just, you know, kind of just degrades her and gets all in her Face and dumps milk all over and shit like that. So, but I mean, yeah, the video goes all around school. So, obviously, all the kids are giving her shit. It's
0: like the ring of bullying. Right. In seven days, you'll move schools or change so,
1: schools. But she has to go babysit these two kids in a faraway place. And long story short, this couple wearing a pig mask, pig, like real pig, like pig face masks, like Kidnap the kids in their truck and, you know, they're running through the house. It, it's, and they're all trying to escape. It, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's worth a view.
0: That sounds pretty badass, actually. Yes, it is. It is badass. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> badass. Moving on. Number eight. I almost wanted to lump this in with my number nine, but number nine, I don't want to say it didn't deserve. I don't want to shame that movie. But uh, number eight, Ginger Snaps. Another high school type of bullying situation but come on that's where bullying like peaks where the hell are you finding these movies (laughs) this is a classic coming of age tale it's a story so it's an allegory using werewolves to talk about the metamorphosis that happens when a girl becomes a woman okay so it's similar to another story that is about high school and periods but this girl gets her period at the beginning And the blood attracts a werewolf. And she starts changing into a werewolf. And her and her sister were bullied before that for being air quotes sluts and freaks. And now they're actually being slutty and turning into freaks. So they're like wrestling with that in their own head where they got these bitches at gym talking mad shit. The guys are somehow not... Doing anything during gym, so they're just in the stands watching, talking mad shit. Almost everyone in this movie is a bully. Well,
1: that's a place that I would not want to be.
0: No, and I suggest if you watch Ginger Snaps, it's actually on Shutter right now. It's got a decent soundtrack, but a, mo- a song that's criminally left off that list is Wolf Moon by Typo Negative, ah. which is also about werewolves and periods. <laughs> It ties it all together. It's a beautiful, gothy song. They're
1: good at that. They have some good stuff. All right. My number eight. The Toxic Avenger. Yeah. So we have Melvin, our 98-pound janitor.
0: Ooh. Oh, I got to throw sawdust on the vomit.
1: <laughs> Constantly getting harassed. They, you know, so like I think one of them was they, they, they made him they, they tricked him into kissing a sheep in a tutu or something like that.
0: Oh man, if I had a tutu forever, that time happened.
1: did he get? Was he get like thrown out the? He gets like thrown out the window or? So he lands in toxic waste and basically turns into a, a superhuman strong guy. Do you
0: remember back then, like in the eighties, when you thought toxic waste would just be like lying in a pond and? <laughs> You just fall in the swamp and you're like, Ah, shit. Now I've got superpowers.
1: Damn it. Uh, the good old days. (laughs) Yeah.
0: When radiation didn't kill you in horribly painful ways, it gave you superpowers that you couldn't use well. (laughs) Number seven. Sleepaway camp.
1: Oh,
0: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we drinking already? It's the first time we mentioned it. Angela Baker. Uh... traumatized and shy young child. So she gets, she loses both parents at the beginning of the movie, right?
1: I thought it was, no, it was her, her father and her brother.
0: Well, anyway, she gets adopted by her aunt, the doctor Martha Thomas, who I would say is her first bully. Yes. Um, So the doctor, her aunt, sends her to camp. She's not ready to go to no summer camp. But I'm sure her aunt just wants to chill and doesn't have to deal with the goddamn adopted daughter she had to put up with,
1: and just day drink all day.
0: Day drink all day. That's actually just called being an alcoholic, Jeremy. You can't day drink at night. It's True. So anyway, sends her off to camp with her cousin, and I think every single person at the camp was also a bully.
1: They were like even her, even her cousin Ricky, like to not to the extent that Judy and Meg were but you know like that whole um they had the kid like sit up in that kid's ass the the mind over matter trick or whatever and he like goes and he sits up and the kid's like ass is like right in his face
0: yeah that's a good way to get pink eye
1: <laughs> or how about how about
0: arty the cook it's like pretty early on in the movie he how the how the hell he, was his... he like t- brings a girl in, into the uh basically into a corner in the kitchen, and everybody is there, and nobody says anything. That is not cool, guys.
1: Well, what about when they showed up? Like, all the kids showed up, and he referred to the to the young girls as baldies. My jaw dropped. Like, I understand this is the early 80s, but even then, I just went, how did this, how did that line get, like, pushed through? And of course, like, the the... The assistant there, James Earl Jones's um, father.
0: Dad. You say? Yeah, his dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he just—he's like, oh, Baldies. And he just goes,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the eighties. <laughs> They'll never remember this. Oh shit! Carpenter's dream, flat as a board, and needs a screw. <laughs> there were some pretty funny, funny lines in that movie, but all in all, I think people see that movie as problematic, which is unfortunate because its, it's actually really, really good.
1: It was. I actually thought it was really good. And the twist at the end... Wow. The twist? (laughs) Let's do the twist. I don't know what you're talking about. Number seven. I went with Unfriended. Ooh. Have you seen this one?
0: I have not, but I've, uh, you know, heard about it. Saw about it, basically, because I'm flipping through on-demand movies.
1: I've seen it. I saw it probably not long after it came out. So, basically, high school student... Laura, she commits suicide after a video of her basically shitting herself, passed out at a party. Like, just goes viral.
0: Ah, those viral videos really come back to haunt you.
1: You're right. So all of her friends, actually, I don't know if they were, no, they weren't really friends, but this group of friends, they're all on they a Skype. They were
0: definitely not her friends if they're yeah. spreading a yeah. viral video. That ain't cool.
1: So they're all on a Skype call, and then this unknown user pops up. Billy 227, who ends up being her. And she's supernaturally basically offing all these kids and forcing them to basically kill herself. I believe one of them killed himself with a blender.
0: That's not a good way to go. Just basically just fisted into the blender until uh, he got to his wrist and then just kept going? Like,
1: Yeah, and that? then... Uh, uh, I don't know. And then... so they end up playing a game called never have I ever so and now they're all realizing that each person in that group has done something fucked up to the other person without them knowing it
0: yeah because they couldn't come up with better things like never have I ever put a pencil around my eyeball <laughs> never have like come on guys you're really gonna be like never have I ever thrown your brother off a cliff and when he didn't die because he did the ankle drop I took a mallet to his forehead Three times. <laughs> so so it was like user 227. I wonder if that's significant being uh, the halfway mark between Kubrick and King. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Number six. Ready or not. Okay. Are you ready or are you not? Yeah, I'm always ready. ready.
1: All
0: right. So basically it's rich people versus grace played by Samara Weaving. She weds into the uh, Ladomas family. La Domas. Uh, La Domases. Basically, a game in Dominion. They're like the super Monopoly Parker Brothers, Mattel, and Hasbro, all mixed into one. And they have this like creepy puzzle box that Grace has to use after the wedding. Andy McDowell's in this movie.
1: Oh, wow. There's a, awesome the, there's a name from the past.
0: Yeah. So. She's from a different class, a lower class. And she's marrying into this rich family. At one point, even, uh, I guess it would be her brother-in-law was like, I just wanted to make sure you weren't a gold digging whore. Like my wife. <laughs> and so, it's like, they didn't just welcome her into the family. They kind of had to super haze her. Like, this is a crazy fraternity. And all I can say is... Fucking rich people. Jerks.
1: Absolute jerks. All right, so my number six. 976 Evil.
0: Who? don't call that phone number. You know why? Because you don't have the area code, dumbass. You can't call them all.
1: It's true. So I remember, I saw this a long time ago. It's good. Actually, it's directed by Robert England. Freddy Krueger. For those who don't know.
0: Some people don't know, dude. Some people are a lot younger than us. They're like, Freddy who?
1: So we have two characters. We have Spike and Hoax. Hoax, um, he's this nerdy kid, nerdy introvert. He um, gets bullied a lot, and Spike is his cousin, who's the one who stands up for him. They come across this hotline. At first, they're like, ah, this is stupid. But Hoax uses the hotline and realizes that it's Satan. So it's basically, he uses the hotline to get revenge on his bullies and kind of gets consumed by Satan, and he opens up Hell, look like, in his backyard.
0: Wow, Hell's opening up in a lot of backyards in these early 80s horror movies. I'm guessing this is early 80s. It has to be.
1: Uh, late 80s, it was 89. eighties.
0: Ah, ha, 89. That's like the 89 of early 80s. <laughs> so, for number five, I think we can only do a half drink. We can't do a double on this, because I split it between Sorority Babes and Hell Night. Uh-huh. Because it's kind of just a, it's the same bullying type. Right. You get the hazing, which obviously in both movies, they take it too far. There are many, many more movies, obviously, about this. But these are two I've seen, okay?
1: And our so, very f- our very first uh, movie we did.
0: Hell Night, yes. O- on o- unofficially. Yeah, that will never get aired. It was horrible. We were in a car, <laughs> and it was... We were in a the parking lot of a liquor store. (laughs) So in either movie, you've got people getting hazed. In a regular way, um, you know, some things, yeah, you got to do to join the group, you know, but breaking and entering, staying in haunted houses after dark. In both situations, either the the sorority or the fraternity, they just took it too far. So they're using their powers of friendship, I guess you would say, the brotherhood, Against you. Yeah. That ain't cool.
1: So, mine number five. Now, I've seen the American version of this, and I've seen bits and pieces of the original. This, this one's called Let the Right One In. Now, I've seen Let Me In with um, Chloe Moretz. This is the original. Now, this one focuses more on bullying, and the vampire character in this one, I see, I can't remember if it was the same... But, um, like, this this main character is constantly imagining revenge on her bullies, like, um, posting pictures of murders in the news, and, like, things like that, and... Calls for help. Right. So, it, Eli, the vampire in it, gets the main character, Oscar, to stand up uh, for, for himself, and they kind of, like, form this blood bond, you know, he later later finds out that she's a vampire, and then they both get a like a thirst for killing.
0: A yeah, thirst for blood, you could say. Haha, yeah. vampires. Damn vampires. All right, so number four. Definitely recent in my mind, because one, I named it our creature feature for July 2nd. Jaws. Jaws? Jaws. It's a movie about a shark basically terrorizing... An island off of the New England coast.
1: Hmm. Never heard of it.
0: Yeah, uh, this guy Steven Spielberg. He directed it. You know, small-time actors, Richard Dreyfuss, and
1: yeah. <sighs> well, you know, you got to start somewhere.
0: Rush, Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> he was not in this.
1: Uh, one of the m- biggest <laughs> classics of all time.
0: So, I bring it up at, for bullying, and a lot of people have been using it as a meme lately. But Mayor Vaughn. Okay. Super super bully. Like he's like the biggest townie. And Chief Brody just happened to get this job. He doesn't even like the water. (laughs) And he's on an island. He's surrounded by something he's afraid of. And he's the new guy in town has to deal with this prick ass mayor who runs the place. He
1: just wants the people on the beach. Yeah,
0: and he uses his power over Chief Brady to keep him in line and to keep the beaches open. Yeah. I'm only trying to say that Amity is a summer town. <laughs> we need summer dollars. Now, if the people can't swim here, they'll be glad to swim at the beaches of Cape Cod, the Hamptons, Long Island, even the shady rope swing in Framingham.
1: <laughs> I guess you could also kind of say that, you know, Quint was a was a bit of a bully to uh, richard dreyfus there uh, two, two, yeah, two all two, right. two, so i was two about to i mean i mean it's not like you know horrible but you know he picks on him quite a bit
0: i was about to say no to you but then you're completely correct it's basically he was saying i like you but you gotta prove yourself it was like a hazing type of deal and they show each other the scars they get drunk together the actor that played quint got way too drunk A few times. But
1: you have to say, that that monologue was one fucking great monologue.
0: I believe that was the second night, if my memory serves me correctly. The first night didn't work out so well. No, it didn't. But great monologue. So badass. So scary. It's actually, uh, that's a true story. And it's not his story, but it's a true story nonetheless. And uh, I'm happy, I'm pleased. I'm pleased and happy to repeat the news that we have, in fact caught and killed a large predator that supposedly injured some bathers. But, as you see, it's a beautiful day, the beaches are open, and people are having a wonderful time. Amity, as you know, means friendship. Vote for me. Go on,
1: 2020.
0: <laughs> ha What a douchebag.
1: All right. So my number four, I went with Terror Train.
0: Terror train, wow!
1: This was
0: was a train full of terror.
1: <laughs> it, it was. So, again, as most of my movies have apparently started, we have a frat party at the begin, you know, at the beginning of the movie, and one of the pledges. This is a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Scream Queen. So one one pledge is tricked in tricked into thinking that she likes him. And so they lure him, they get him up into this, one of the dorm rooms, and they have this, like, fake dead body set up.
0: Ah, that old <laughs> and,
1: trick. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a horrible dead body. I mean, it's obvious. And this kid gets so, like, freaked out. I mean, he goes into convulsions and gets himself wrapped up in sheets and curtains and all sorts of shit. And, you know, maybe a bit of an overreaction. I feel like most people would be like, what, what, like, what the fuck, dude? And, you know, maybe punch somebody in the face and then, like, get over it.
0: And not wrap themselves like a mummy in bed linens <laughs> and curtain rods? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> so, four years later, all the all that, that group of college students, they're all graduating, so they go on this uh, train ride, which, actually, David Copperfield is in this movie.
0: Is he the bully?
1: He's not, although I thought he was for a while. Um, but yeah so like the kid like you know makes his way onto the train and just you know starts picking each person that was involved like off one by one It's it's, it's, it's a fun cheesy movie I like it
0: sounds good number three which was a movie I was very jealous that people got to see in the theater because I did not get to see it in the theater people were talking about how cool it was 3D glasses and murder. Freddy's dead.
1: Yeah, that was that was one I didn't get to see in the theater, but I have the 3D. I have a pair of those cheap 3D glasses. I'm gonna have to. It and does. it works. Oh my god!
0: Why are you not showing me 3D movies?
1: Because you can't come over to my house. That's why.
0: Well, oh, damn it! Stupid isolation. Can we zoom? <laughs> 3d somehow you like mail me the 3d glasses and we can like you point the camera at the tv once
1: once we're uh once our you know teacher lets us out of detention we can uh i'll come over
0: dude we got it dude we got in-house for eternity
1: yeah (laughs) i'm sad to say we might but yeah no i'm coming over i'm bringing the 3d glasses we're gonna have a Back to back feature Friday the 13th part 3 And Freddy's dead
0: Hell yeah And then maybe Some Jaws 3D That movie was so bad If we're still feeling it We got enough Red Bull And then after that We could watch Amityville 3D Not gonna go with And then maybe after that We can watch not gonna go with Piranha Piranha 3D Piranha 3DD Piranha 3H Piranha 3 Z. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Number... Oh, no. We're still on number three, motherfucker. So, many would argue that Freddy is the biggest bully through the (laughs) franchise. Oh, you would be wrong. Poor Fred Krueger. He's been bullied his whole life. When he was but a child, America's sweetheart, Alice Cooper, even bullied him. So, Alice Cooper plays his father and continuously belts him. Do I have to say what he belts him with? It's a fucking belt. You belt people with a belt. Um, apparently, his mother was a nun that served in a prison, and she got...
1: Well, we we, we uh, learned that his mother was a nun in the third one, didn't we? It doesn't matter. We're talking I'm, about I'm part i I'm just asking six. a question.
0: Yeah, I believe I'm, so. So, his mother's a nun in a prison, and... And she gets gang raped by at least a hundred crazy people. So, Freddy's classmates like to poke fun at him by chanting, Son of a hundred maniacs, son of a hundred maniacs, son of a hundred maniacs, son of a hundred <laughs> maniacs. That's pretty mean. That's like, that's Yo Mama joke. To the extreme—that's your mama joke. Infinity times infinity. My mom used to love your mother jokes. She thought they were hilarious. She's like, "Your mom is so stupid; it took her an hour to make minute rice." She's like, "Oh, that's good." It's like, "You gotta keep, keep feeding me these put downs, man. They're pretty funny."
1: <laughs> All right. So my number three. Oh sorry. Wait,
0: hold on. Before we, before we skip that, I just want to say. So, Freddy's perceived as a bully because he is. He's perpetuating the bully cycle. He was bullied, so he will bully. We got to break that cycle, folks. Jeremy, you're number three.
1: My number three, I went with The Craft.
0: Nice. Another high school movie. I I left so many of these high school movies off the list because I felt like I already already did two movies with it. But great pick. Yeah,
1: so we have Sarah, I think she's... An incoming, incoming student, and so we have Sarah, Bonnie, Rochelle, and Nancy. They're each bullied for different reasons. Like, like one, like Rochelle was, it was like racist bullying. Um, only one of them was uh, was a, I can't remember which was which was which, but one because like she had her abusive father, and still. but anyway, so they figure out Sarah's gonna be the one to complete their coven. And, and of course, they all cast revenge, kind of like revenge spells. But, as we know, spells come with a price.
0: Yes, you have to face the consequences.
1: Right, and so, you know, Nancy kind of gets, you know, power-hungry. And, you know, I think Sarah's trying to call her out on it, and the rest kind of turn on her and, you know... At the end, they get their powers taken away, and they want to reconcile with with Sarah, and she's just like, fuck off, bitches.
0: I've ascended to another level. (laughs) I'm going berserker mode. Yeah, so, I mean, that did kind of round it up for me. That was one of the horror uh, high school bully movies that I wanted to mention, and it kind of made me think of uh, Heathers.
1: Yeah, that was one. It was on my notable mentions.
0: It was on a a lot of lists. Technically not horror. It's just a very dark comedy, which becomes horror in 2020 vision. Not the year 2020. Hindsight 2020. Just because of the mass shootings and school shootings. And that's an excessive amount of revenge on a bully. And it's played lightheartedly. Uh, It's a a really funny movie. I mean, Winona Ryder, Christian Slater.
1: Shannon Doherty in that, too?
0: Yes, and another thing I wanted to mention that was really hilarious, when I was doing research for this, I was looking at the uh, the reviews on Shudder for Heathers, and I noticed a one skull review, so it's one out of five skulls, and the reason that it only got one skull was it was against religious views.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, hmm. Like what do you review every other movie on Shutter? You're <laughs> kidding. I'm pretty sure like, religion what are your religious views? Like are you watching The Exorcist and you're like damn right that's how I would get that demon out of that bitch. Like god pretty, damn it. I'm pretty
1: sure most like religions don't want us watching this stuff. Yeah,
0: and on the spectrum of stuff that's on Shutter, that's on the tame side of that I'm scale. Kidding. Jesus. Yeah. You think that maybe w- wicked religious people like slashers? Oh, you're having premarital sex. Yeah, you get stabbed. Yeah, you get penetrated with the knife. <laughs> you like that blade. Oh! You said the Lord's name in vain.
1: Now your tongue gets ripped out by a scarecrow. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, When I was younger, at my mother's church, we had like one of her friends were from Texas and they came over to the house for dinner and you know I always feel like like those people like are always in like church mode or something like that like they just go home and like they just do church things like all the time and then like while we're eating dinner there was just this big extensive conversation about the opening scene of Pulp Fiction and she's like oh my god it was hilarious (laughs) and she starts trying
0: she said the word motherfucker in <laughs> one minute more than I said it in my life, and girl. And they're dropping
1: F-bombs like crazy. And I'm like, I-, I like these people.
0: You never know. Yeah. Never know. My number two, it. Yep. I mean, this is one of the first ones that I thought of because Henry Bowers Well, not just Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers mostly, but his whole crew. It's a group of bullies. They're wicked assholes. And they basically name our heroes. So our group of heroes, they dub The Losers Club. So this is a movie about an entity that is super murderous and every 27 years eats children. And he's not the biggest bully in the movie.
1: Who's the biggest bully in the movie?
0: I already said, Henry Bowers. Are you not no. listening? He <laughs> carves up one of he the kids. He shanked him. He like starts... T- he didn't shank him. He didn't plunge the blade. He was carving his initials into our friend. It's still fucked up. And then that's... Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. But I'm just saying there's a difference between a stabbing and a carving. Or a little whittling, <laughs> he if whittled. you will he whittled Ben Housecom.
1: Can you imagine? Can like, you imagine that though? Like you know, you like this is a little kid like you're like you're picking on or whatever and you go up and you actually feel like you have to like take a knife out and write your name in his chest? Well, I can
0: only imagine how bad his dad Butch was right. to him because it was a perpetuated violent situation. So Butch was a dick to him, so he's a dick to other people. And I actually saw a wicked crazy video. And the video was crazy. But the comment section was crazier. So the comment section turned into a tornado of vitriol. And just people spewing hatred at each other. And it was disgusting. But the video was this dad coming in to his son's room. I guess maybe two or three sons. I don't know. They're all just sitting and playing video games. They weren't listening to him. And he's mad. So he takes a baseball bat. And smashes their flat screen TV. And smashes their video game system. Takes the controllers from them. And he's saying because they didn't listen. And they don't respect. And they're going to learn. And if they're going to get another TV. And another system. They're going to have to pay for it. Now I respect the having to pay for the stuff. But I think... It was way too extreme. Oh, yeah. there's no reason to show that level of violence. Why wouldn't you just donate the TV and video game system to another family yeah Yeah or just lock it away and keep it for yourself Like why would so anyway my views aside I'm not gonna tell people how to parent you do you what you think is necessary. But just know that your kids learn from you. As I'm sadly learning that my kids are learning from me. And they're, they're pretty cynical. <laughs> and they're young.
1: Yeah, I get, I get reminded quite often that Lily is basically me. And I give her shit. It's, it's, God, it's hilarious. Actually, this morning, I give her shit because she, she wants to play Minecraft on her on the Switch. So she's, she's playing that, but she goes, no, I want YouTube like next to me. I, w- I want to watch YouTube over here, but I want to play this over here. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, you don't need two things like here and here and going. And she's like, but I want it. I just want it's background noise. So this morning I'm finishing up Terra train while with an iPad doing my notes. And she's, and Susan goes, you know, you're, doing the same exact thing. Like, shut up. Shut up, Meg. And speaking of Meg, my number two, sleepaway camp.
0: Whoa, hello, Dream Hold on. Yeah. Angela, Felissa Rose.
1: Yeah, uh, so, I mean, we've already kind of gone over this. Basically, Judy and Meg were just I mean, the worst. But what's more to say about it? We basically covered the whole movie.
0: Did we? There was a horrific boating accident that happened at the beginning. And then there was that crazy scene on the beach at the end. Okay,
1: so... Credits. So at the, be- so at the beginning of this, you know, when the boat goes over and then, like, you see this kid flopping around. And I'm going, okay, like, holy shit, like, like the sun survived. That's... That's weird because, like, it's about Phyllis Rose's character. Like, strange. And then at the end.
0: Pause. Pause. Are we going to have to, like, put a spoiler? I mean, I know everyone's seen it before. The movie's 30 years old. I'm editing. But let's not straight up say it. I'm cutting this little part out, but I'll leave that whole sun part. But, like, damn, man. What are you dropping the eggplant emoji on this?
1: (laughs) All right. I won't say it. If you want to see, you can watch it.
0: Very good movie. So, I've been listening to this crazy station at work. It's a 70s station that I guess usually has a morning crew, but because isolation, it's just a computer playing every single song from the 70s. So it's a good station because a lot of the music's good, but then there'll be like you know, an hour of complete crap, like Disco Duck. Have you ever heard a Disco Duck? Of course, I've heard a Disco Duck. It's the worst song it's ever. Not it's not the worst like, song ever. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on cocaine.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and randomly, they have commercials. And one commercial is pointed at the fact that. Hey, you're on social media and you notice your friend getting made fun of. And it is a song. They drop a jingle. And the jingle sounds like it could be a song that they're playing. It's just like, And you're super ugly. <laughs> and they start talking about bullying. So there's, they have to have commercials about sticking up for your friends against bullies. This is the world we live in, man. They have jingles about how ugly you are. Before
1: you get into your number one, I may have to go find something. Hold, Sit tight.
0: Wait, how tight? Can I go pee? All
1: right, so I couldn't find it, but I said, so I couldn't find it, but my wife totally has disco duck on vinyl. Are you for real? I shit you not. So going through some other vinyl stuff. Actually she's got some good stuff. Actually, she's got a Halloween record in there too.
0: (gasps) Tell me it's the one I think it is. I can't remember. But the title the is in like green almost like nah, it's like slime green. And it's a haunted house. And the side A is a story, and side B is like sound effects. That's it! Halloween Horrors. The soundtrack to my creepy childhood. Introduction by
1: Peter Cullen. Screams.
0: He is amazing. Screams,
1: falling scream, cackle, witches laughter. So, is this just, bas- is this just basically what?
0: So, side A is a... A scary story about this guy inheriting this crazy haunted house where there's crazy stories, and he encounters them all throughout the side A. Side B is basically sound, like sound, sound effects. A uh, bunch of sound effects, which are awesome. Um, that record, your wife has earned an August episode of the Gate <laughs> with that record, because that is one of the first records I've ever had in my life, and I played it on my Fisher Price.
1: Actually, I think that's what she had, too.
0: That's OG, man. (laughs) Original goth.
1: (laughs) I assume all that's getting... I'm assuming that's all getting cut out. Hell no. Okay. Good. Number one.
0: The Monster Squad.
1: I was wondering if you are going to go there.
0: I had to go there, man, because all of the bullying that we've talked about, Uh, sometimes the bullies became bullies. A lot of times the bullies become bullies. And the gray area between who's the bully is so blurred and you can't figure it out. But in the monster squad, it's cut and dry. There's a bully. There's a hero. There are bullies. And there are heroes. There are monsters. And then... There's the monster squad. You know who you call when you got ghosts? Ghostbusters. Who the fuck do you call when you got monsters? <laughs> We're the monster squad. <laughs> you know it. You know the lyrics. Yeah. Come on.
1: So, my number one. What?
0: Whoa. Well, can we talk about the
1: bullies oh, in the Monster sorry. Squad? Well, it looked like you were done.
0: No, oh, done with the the rap portion of our segment. <laughs> so, I would say, besides fighting over who gets control of the universe, the bullies are the losers. The nice guys are the bad guys. The heroes, winners or losers. We've got Horace, who through the whole movie. I think his name gets said twice. Everyone calls him Fat Kid. His own friends call him Fat Kid. His bully. His bullies. Because it's EJ and his group of friends. They all call him Fat Kid. He's beating up the kid at the beginning of the movie. Gonna make him eat a candy bar off the ground. But Horace's cool older friend on a huffy... Got a leather coat in the middle of summer. He's smoking a cigarette. Got a leather jacket. He's so cool. His name's Rudy. And he's like, hey, man, I'm from a grade up. I know everything. Now you eat the candy bar. So the bully eats the candy bar. But at the end of the movie, Horace is saving his bullies from the creature of the Black Lagoon. But it's the creature from. No Lagoon. It's, his name is Gilman. Same creature. <laughs> they
1: just can't They just can't But his can't bullies... See.
0: So there's a monster shows up. The bullies turn into little bitches. And this dude holds his ground, blows away Gilman with a shotgun. And EJ steps out from hiding. He's like, fat kid, good job. Dude look him dead in the eye. He's all like, my name... Is Horace? that was a cool scene wicked cool and that's my number one because the bullying was bad the whole movie's problematic in today's standards but instead of perpetuating the cycle the bullied protected the bully to better himself
1: so it was a win win in the end I guess so.
0: Everybody wins, except the you know the monsters. They win. We still have to bully the monsters. Unfortunately, you always have to be a bully. I guess is the moral of the story: I, bully the monsters. I guess so. It just sucks because everyone thinks that they're not the monster. Everybody looks at themselves as the
1: good guy. So. Number one. Dun dun dun. I'm going
0: what?
1: I'm going with Carrie. Oh. And I'm sure we all know we all know the scene that was I mean, it's just so iconic was in the locker room.
0: You mean when everyone's throwing tampons yeah, at so, her?
1: And the the main and protagonist antagonist protagonist whatever one the bag. So Sue Snell She's the one that's kind of orchestrating all this. <laughs> Antagonist
0: is bad. Protagonist is good. You know, pro, anti. That, that's how you remember those.
1: But, yeah, so, so they're in, you know, that whole locker room scene. They're throwing tampons at her, just, just screaming, plug it up, plug it up, plug it up.
0: They tampooned yeah. her.
1: I mean, that's, that's horrible. You know, and then they, you know, obviously they set up the whole prom thing with the guy just to dump, you know, a bucket of blood on her.
0: So, we had our first hater. I'm really going to hang this quote up because I love it. It's gold. Fuck you, garbage.
1: I, you know, when I was going through the Facebook page, like, we don't get a lot of messages, I mean, we'll get comments and stuff like that, but we don't get, like, a lot of, like, private messages. So it's like, oh, like, Fans of the Dead has a private message. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, cool. I click on it, and this is this guy, and all it says is, fuck you garbage. And I'm like...
0: Very eloquent. So I'm
1: like, okay, like, all right, he just doesn't like our stuff. Like, he thinks we suck, which is fine. You can think we suck. So, you know, I was going to let it go. But, like, part of me is just, like, this is awfully, like, like weird. weird. Like, if he thought, like, we sucked, and, like, I would expect a message that said, Jesus Christ, you guys suck. and I'd be like, oh, I get it. Okay. And then I just would to let it go. But I'm like, ah.
0: you expect You expected the hatred to come with, like, volumes? <laughs> and, like, a whole review?
1: And so, I was just like, I- I'm sorry you feel this way, but, like. Um, what happened? (laughs) And he just goes, oh, my bad. I thought you guys were like a satanic cult site.
0: Which is funny because there's no evidence saying we're not. It's true. I've actually been to the satanic temple in Salem, Massachusetts. I've also played Black Sabbath vinyl records backwards. I've also listened to the Beatles B-Sides.
1: Some of their best stuff.
0: I've gone to the dark side. I've crossed over, Baphomet.
1: So yeah, I I, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> it was just so like, oh my bad, my bad guys.
0: That is so strange. And it was like early in the morning too. It's just, like the first thing you do when you wake up is you look at your feed, and you're like, oh, hey, they're talking about a horror movie. Fuck you, garbage. <laughs>
1: And you know you know what it was It was cuz it was on cuz I reposted the episode that we interviewed Ian Champion you know for sacrilege so I'm like
0: ah maybe so, it was the sacrilege
1: So I think cuz name cuz I you know I said oh here's our interview with you know Ian Champion aka father Saxon satanic cult leader That was, pro- that was that's probably ah. why but at the same time I'm no shit, that's why, asshole. But still. Jesus Christ. Listen to the friggin'... Either hey, listen
0: to the For our next episode, we're going to interview a pagan cult member who murders
1: people through karma. But it's clearly that I posted the link to a movie.
0: Dude, people don't get it, man. People see the headline and they think they see all the lines, between the lines. And speaking of lines, we going to talk about a hotline you're feeling bad, you're feeling down, you need a hand, you need help, you need anyone, you're feeling alone, you're feeling isolated, 1-800-273-8255. That's the suicide hotline. And maybe it's not just about suicide. Maybe you just want to call for help.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: call. Call, please. Yeah,
1: I recommend anyone who needs needs any sort of help, or even if it's just somebody to talk to. You know, I've, I know I know people that have called the number, and you know, all, all it takes is one person.
0: It, for real, I've known people that I wish called the number. And if you don't want to call the number, reach out to to Jeremy or I. I mean, we're not role models; we're just two cool guys hanging out. Fans of the Dead podcast at gmail.com Drop us a line. We'll hit you. Yeah, absolutely. back. Absolutely. Like don't don't feel like you're alone.
1: So check us out. We're on Facebook. Um send me some send me some private messages. You wanna tell me I'm garbage? Tell me I'm garbage. I'll talk to you Fuck you garbage. I'll, I'll message you right back. You know, and
0: Hell yeah, I'm hot garbage. It's eighty five degrees today in the sun. It was humid as fuck. This garbage ain't stinky.
1: But we'll um yeah, we'll have a conversation. You know, check us out. We're also on Instagram, Fans of the Dead One.
0: Also fans of the Dead One on Twitter. Check out Recipes for Disaster. Right now on YouTube. We're thinking about other things that they're on YouTube. You get any suggestions, drop us a line on YouTube or back to our Gmail. What do you want us to talk about? What should our next tangent be? Our next movie, it's locked in. Slumber Party Massacre. We'll be hanging out. Having fun, getting murdered. Mm. Bzz, 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 bzz. Uh,
1: mm. Good God!
0: That was a good corn song. It was. As always, bye. Have fun. Be safe. Peace.